This is Your Business Unleashed, a podcast about building a business that makes money without you. I want to help you grow your company effectively so you can enjoy your work and your life more. I'm your host, Clayton Aiken. I'm an accountant and business advisor, an entrepreneur and a family man. Every episode, I'll provide simple, actionable insights for entrepreneurs who want to get off the treadmill. We'll talk to other business owners about their journeys and industry experts about the tools that they use to gain a competitive edge. Let's unleash your business. On today's episode, we're going to talk about numbers. I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years, and the successful ones have a few things in common. Basically, they understand the fundamentals in business, and understanding your numbers is one of those fundamentals. Most entrepreneurs that I've worked with over the years focus on a few numbers. Generally, they all focus on profit and cash in the bank. Taken on their own, these are two of the most dangerous numbers in business. When taken without context, these two numbers, which most business owners focus on, will very often lead to them never getting what they want out of their business or, worst case, to business failure. In this episode of Your Business Unleashed, we're going to talk about what I call adjusted net profit and how it's different from profit, and then we'll discuss the five stages of accounting focus as your business evolves. Whenever we think about financial success in your business, it is important to think about your business through the eyes of a potential buyer. What financial metrics would someone who's interested in buying your business want to know if they're evaluating it? Oftentimes, businesses are valued based on a multiple of EBITDA, or earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. A buyer will take your profit and adjust for these expense items and then normalize the owner's salaries to arrive at a profit number that they can apply a multiple to. For our purposes, let's just focus on the normalization to arrive at what I call adjusted net profit. So profit from the eyes of the business owner is often very different from adjusted net profit from the eyes of a potential buyer. Adjusted net profit is the number that allows us to live our ideal lifestyle, which I talked about in the first few episodes of this podcast. To arrive at adjusted net profit, you take whatever your accounting profit is and deduct the salaries of all the positions that the owner, you, are performing in the business to ensure its stability and viability. A lot of business owners don't pay themselves a salary or they don't pay themselves a market rate salary for the various jobs that they're doing in the business. We all wear a lot of hats. We basically simply accept to be paid whatever is left over after the business has paid its bills. This is backwards thinking for a number of reasons. The main one is that most entrepreneurs in the the world don't actually have a business. They own a job, usually one that doesn't pay them very well for the efforts that they contribute, certainly not the market rate wage of what they'd have to pay someone else to do the same job or jobs. When we think about profit, the first expense item that we should think about is paying ourselves a market wage and then reverse engineer our profit and loss statement from all the positions and salaries we need, including our own, all the way up to how much sales we need to cover those expenses and be left with a bit of profit. In order to have a real gauge on your business, is profitability, you have to estimate and accrue in market rate salaries for all the positions that you have to hire to replace yourself. Most small businesses, when viewed this way, aren't profitable at all. When we started this exercise at the accounting firm, Aiken Henderson, we realized that we needed to hire an administrative assistant, an office manager, a marketing person, a staff accountant, um, a manager, and a manager in order to replace ourselves as owners. This was approximately $370,000 in salaries that we needed as a baseline 
in order to start getting some freedom from our business. That is, we needed $370,000 for our business to start providing us with our ideal lifestyle. $370,000 was the market rate for all the things that we were doing for the business, or at least that we thought we were doing for the business. Our profit on the financial statements at the time was somewhere around $250,000 per year, and we weren't taking a salary, we were taking dividends. This means that our adjusted net profit was negative. We didn't have a business. We were a slave to the business and we had bought ourselves a job and one that paid us below market rate compared to if we just went to be an employee somewhere. If we actually think about it, this means that most small business owners, including us at the time, accepted that financial hardship earning below a market wage is simply the cost of having freedom. How ridiculous is that? So then we thought about this idea of adjusted net profit at Aiken Henderson in terms of selling the business. A reasonable buyer would almost certainly perform this normalizing exercise on our profit number, definitely if I were helping them with the transaction, and a buyer would quickly realize that without significant inputs from the owner, that is, if the business had the staff that it needed to run independently of its owner, the business wouldn't be profitable. This would significantly diminish the price that a buyer would be willing to pay for the business if they'd buy it at all. Why is it important to think this way? A reasonable buyer doesn't want to buy themselves a job. They want want a business that will provide them with freedom in the form of time and money. Richard Branson and Warren Buffett don't buy companies so that they can work in them. Down here on earth, my most successful small business clients do not work in the day-to-day operations of their business. That is, if they stop showing up for a few months, their business would continue to function and produce profit for the absentee owner. This isn't a rich business owner's game, it's an intentional business owner's game. All of us can live in this reality given some intention, time, and focus on the business fundamentals. So back to our experiment at Aiken Henderson, we quickly learned that it was time to start hiring people in a strategic way that would allow us to grow revenues to cover their salaries. This is where the concept of leverage comes in. Leverage is if you hire strategically and in the right order, you should be able to earn significantly more revenue with the hire than their salary costs. This is something that we talk about a lot in my three to five club, a CEO mastermind that I facilitate. We're still hiring to replace the owners and we're close to a million dollars in salary costs now at Aiken Henderson, it generates enough adjusted net profit that the business is actually a business and not just a job for us owners. That is, if we were to hire out the last few operational jobs that we do day to day, there would be some adjusted net profit left over for the owners. That's adjusted net profit. So here's your key takeaway. Your salary is not profit. Okay. Your salary is not your company's profit. It's a component that goes into calculating if your business is profitable or not but simply accepting whatever is left is not a good measure of the profitability of your company. All right, so let's talk about the five stages of accounting focus. One of my mentors and a podcast guest, Chuck Blakeman, introduced our three to five club to the idea that there are five stages of the relationship that every business owner has with their accounting as their business evolves. So listen to these stages and try to determine which stage you're in. Stage one, revenue. If you don't have it, there's no other focus. This is what we all have to focus on when we're getting going. At Aiken Henderson, we help a lot of small business owners that have never earned enough revenue to cover their basic expenses. That is, frankly, the definition of insanity because it continues for years and years. These business owners are often a complete mess in their personal lives. Perhaps the venture has led to a divorce or a loss of personal assets. They need sales. They need sales. They need sales. This isn't the time to think about how to save 20% on marketing or 30% on bookkeeping expense or what expenses can be cut 
sales are the only thing we should be worried about in stage one. Spending your time thinking about anything else is detracting from the objective of stage one revenue. Then you get to stage two, profitability. Once sales are ticking along, the business owner needs to focus on the ability of the business to earn profit. That is the company's profitability. This is different from profit. So you put yourself at a market rate salary, figure out the minimum amount of expenses that you need to become profitable, model it, figure it out, spreadsheet it, and reverse engineer the revenue. If the business cannot be profitable, you don't have a business. So stop doing it or raise your prices or we're back to stage one revenue. Stage three, profit. Congratulations. You're earning enough revenue and you've executed your profitability plan and now your company is earning profit, including your salary. This is a wonderful stage, but one where you start thinking about how much profit is enough, which is stage four, growth. You've proven that your business can make profit and be profitable. How much further do you want to go? How much is enough? A great book to read in this stage is a book called Small Giants, Companies That Choose to Be Great Instead of Big by by Bo Burlingham. This book is a great guide for helping entrepreneurs try to figure out what they're actually going for or how much is enough. Another great resource is my early podcast on your company's big why. The growth stage can be the most dangerous stage. Why? Because cash flow is super hard to manage during the growth stage. Growth consumes a lot of cash in a couple of key ways. First, cash expenditures for capital items aren't directly reflected in your profit and loss, like buying equipment or office space. 2021, for example, was a very expensive year for Aiken Henderson because we bought and furnished a 5,500 square foot office space. A lot of this was done with debt, but a lot of cash was required as well. Two, you have to hire people and spend money on resources ahead of their growth curve. That is, there's a lag time between when you spend money on the resources that hit your profit and loss statement, like salaries, and when you can increase revenue sufficiently to cover and make it a profit from those resources. 2022 was a very expensive of your freak and Henderson because we increased our salary load by nearly 60% in order to hire ahead of the growth curve. We had already experienced what it felt like to hire people when we quote unquote needed them, which was always too late and inevitably led to the owners working too hard, filling in the gaps. We agreed to stop doing this and start hiring ahead of the curve, which is tricky to do. And we're constantly improving the way that we approach this. As Chuck says, we burn a lot on takeoff. And I think there's also that this also applies to growth. The faster you grow, the less money you'll have. I've seen a lot of businesses fail when they were trying to grow because they simply ran out of cash. Amazon wasn't profitable for its first few years. In fact, it operated at a serious loss, but it had cash flow because enough people were willing to continue financing the model. Growth is expensive and dangerous. Decide on how much is enough. Once you've done that and you've been through your growth, now you can focus on stage five expenses. This is the final stage. Once you're comfortable with how much you're making in terms of top line revenue and you're profitable now, and only now we can start focusing on making more money by becoming more efficient and reducing expenses. You should not fixate on cost controls before this stage. A very large percentage of small business owners that I've worked with focus on stage five right at the beginning, even before they have revenues, certainly not enough revenues to pay themselves a market rate salary. And this is backwards thinking. Okay, expenses are scary and we're, we're still constantly hunting. We have a hunter-gatherer mindset, so we're fixated on not dying. We're fixated on cost controls even before we have a viable business. We think this way because as entrepreneurs, uh, we think that every dollar that we spend comes off our dinner table. We've certainly done this at our accounting firm, hiring people too late in the growth curve because we were worried that their entire salary will come out of our paychecks. We view this as a hit to our family rather than a planned hit to the budget. 
In truth, that's rarely the reality. In fact, we miss a lot of opportunities to grow when we think this way before stage five. If we stick to the fundamentals and we're growing properly, spending money will almost always help us grow. I once knew an entrepreneur who bought a business with her life savings and then she worked so hard and focused so intensely on controlling expenses that one day she turned 70 and was trapped and not able to retire. She had ground the business down that she had bought to a shell of its former self by working down, grinding down the expenses and she worked so hard in the business that she was irreplaceable and so she had no chance of selling her business. She quite literally trapped herself in her business by focusing on controlling costs before she had the revenues and profit and growth to enjoy business ownership and she spent her life savings doing it. I can't think of a sadder situation in entrepreneurship. I felt really bad when I did her taxes every year and watched as she declared a very small dividend to herself that barely, if even, covered her living expenses. Don't focus on stage five until you get there. It's a very bad idea every time. Understanding your business's numbers is one of the fundamentals in business and a commonality between all successful entrepreneurs that I've worked with. Have a good look at your profit and loss statement with your accountant and normalize it for all the inputs that you contribute to the business to determine if you actually have a profitable business or if you have simply built yourself a job. Constantly analyze which phase of accounting your business is in so that you can stay focused on what's important. Revenue, profitability, profit, growth, expenses. Addressing these out of order leads to very dangerous results. Doing it in the right order while sticking to the fundamentals will help you get the freedom that you wanted when you started your business, the freedom that you deserve. Thanks for listening.